Hey everyone, welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, a world famous super hacker, Zachary M. Uh, Zach, welcome to the show. And I heard a rumor, Zach, that uh, you're possibly living in a hacker van and, and traveling around and kind of living the, the dream life right now. Do you mind just sharing what that's all about? Yeah. Um, unlike a lot of people who live in a cubicle eight hours a day, I didn't want to do that. So I built a solar powered 5G capable cybersecurity van uh, complete with you know, wireless cloud clusters inside for me to be able to run all my experiments and, and do everything that required of uh you know the demands of my job and be able to tra travel and live freely and pretty much do whatever i want whenever i want and work from wherever i want i even have the capability to take my internet with me and go camping in a tent and sit in a laptop out in the middle of the wilderness because i have both 5g hotspots and satellite backup that could fit into a backpack so I could go anywhere. Nice. And I, and uh, I think you had mentioned also, like you even got like a shower and all sorts of things in the van, which is, which is uh, very fascinating. Uh, are you planning to create like a course on how to do all that eventually? I'm not sure if I'm planning on creating a course, how to do all that, because I think that a lot of people, they just, they're not going to, a lot of individuals, they don't have the hard skills necessary to do what, I, what I've done, which doesn't only require you to have extreme skills in cybersecurity and building experimental cloud architecture, but it also requires you to uh, understand and know how to do your own mechanics, understand and know how to do welding, understand and know how to do plumbing, understand and know how to do electric understand uh and know how to do carpentry a lot of things that individuals uh just don't have in their skill set within this industry and i've always focused on being the jack of all trades and not the master of none but the master of all is my goal so this requires a lot of different skill sets that i put together in order to make this possible which i don't think a lot of people are are going to pursue because it took me over a year and a half to to build this and put this this together uh, a lot of people they want stuff easy they don't live their dreams because they're either too lazy to take the time and effort to put in uh, what they need into this kind of project or they're just too scared or lack the confidence so i think that eventually i'll you know reveal some of the inner workings of my systems like uh, my solar powered cloud architecture and, and how that's being powered and the components involved but as far as absolutely everything, it's not necessary because no one's going to do this. I'm, the, I'm, as far as I know, absolutely the only one in the entire cybersecurity industry who has even thought about doing this and is doing this now. So, Zach, you're doing a, a, a lot of consulting work for a number of different companies right now. What, what kind of areas? Obviously, I know one of those of, of what you're working on, but because uh, you're working with us as well. But... Uh, what what kind of areas do you offer consulting in? Like where any any particular domains or anything that? Oh, absolutely everything. Not nothing is off the table because there's literally nothing I, I can't do. Uh, one of the first things I did when I left is I actually consulted with a bounty hunter who was looking for people on the run, and I found them right away, and they were zip tied and carried away. So that was that was quite exciting. So I've done a lot of man hunting, forensic investigation, 
threat hunting, uh, building people secure architectures, creating, as we know, like the special things that we have, cloud systems that can kind of fit on your desk and run everything. There's nothing that I won't do for somebody who's willing to pay the price. And that's the that's the good question in the matter. I have every skill that you need, but are you willing to pay the price that I'm going to ask you for it? Because the skills that I have are very valuable, and I'm not going to accept a lowball offer. And that makes sense, you know. And I think that's a good good message for companies out there that that are you know doing a little of the cheap route or always expecting kind of the cheap route. If you want the best people with the, the skills you need that can actually deliver quickly, then that, that wallet has to open up. <laughs> There's no other, no other way around it. Exactly. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I want to talk about why you were able to sell me onto the project that you're on now. And the reason why, Ken, is because specifically in this industry, you have a concrete understanding of what talented people desire and want and what they need in order to convince them to jump on your project. There's there's an absolute crap ton of people requesting me to do uh, you know, stuff for them and be a part of their projects. And they just don't quite understand how to give me offers because they're used to giving people offers who um you know are desperate and have a ton of responsibilities and they don't have a bunch of passive income streams going on like i do i have a bunch of things going on besides cybersecurity that gives me income and props me up and allows me to continue whatever i'm doing even if i'm not working it doesn't matter so i could sit here and deny a lot of offers until the best one comes along and the most important thing to me is freedom and autonomy. And what that means is that if you're going to have me on board your project, I'm not going to sit there and work nine to five uh, and, you know, sit in a seat for eight hours a day, uh, not really doing much of anything when I could get stuff done a lot more quickly in huge short bursts, just focusing my time and energy and my efficiency on the task that needs to be done. I like working with people who say, hey, we have this project going on, Zach. Will you join us? We got some deadlines. Just work on your own time. I work whenever I want. I wake up whenever I want. I just have deadlines and things I have to do. And I coordinate with people on the team in order to get that stuff done. That gives me the freedom and autonomy throughout the rest of the week that I need to work on other things that are giving me income in other areas. Uh, such as other investments and things that I engage in that I'm not really going to get specifically into that are that are giving me streams of, of income too. There's a lot that goes on in life that is essentially stopped dead in the water uh, if you're sitting there nine to five working with the company every day. You're wasting massive amounts of time where you could be utilizing your potential to build other things like building your own company or building – a mobile solar powered 5G cyber van like I did. I would not be able to do these things if I was sitting at a desk from nine to five or just sitting uh, at home working remotely nine to five. I wouldn't be able to do that. And people, if they want talent like mine, they need to pay for it. And uh, the offers you gave me are more than generous. 
So, uh, but I have other people asking me, uh, well, since you're a founder and a CEO now of your own company, can you be our cybersecurity manager and CISO for 80K a year? And I'm like, are you serious? I'm, I'm like laughing at them. 80K a year? You want me to be your CISO? You're out of your mind. And you want me to sit nine to five every day? Like, what, what, what are you? You're asking people everything for nothing. They're offering me pennies, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and, and I'll tell you what. It, now that it, <laughs> so the, the lowest <laughs> offer, I, yeah, it actually brought up a memory. So I randomly had this this place reach out. This was this was years ago, but, but yeah, they they reached out, you know, and I I, I kind of went through like part of the um, the interview process. I was going through the rounds, and, and they got to the offer, and like this is this was for a like a very senior level uh, practitioner role, and they literally I, I I thought she was joking. She said thirty thousand base, and I was like, oh, did you read a number wrong? <laughs> She's like, no. She's like, we have this special, you know, blah, blah. It went into all this spiel. I was like, you have a good day. <laughs> so, yeah, no, totally, totally, yeah, totally understand that. So one question I, I did want to ask you, Zach, is there, there's probably a lot of people that are just getting their start in cyber listening to this episode. And I preach a lot as well about, look, you need to have multiple streams of income and you, you can't, you know, otherwise you, you basically beg, right? You beg for a job, you hope an employer you know, gives you after you've worked for free for like six months, they give you a chance and all that. That's a bunch of BS in my opinion. And, um, oh, you're on mute, Jack, just FYI. You're on mute, man. My bad. I, I was, I was just going to interject real there. I, I want people to understand what he just said and play it back because that's the key. And that's why I call the people I work with the money men, because they understand what it takes to succeed. You NATO, other people like Wilson, Batista, uh, Todd, who is building solar, da solar data centers, they understand this. And I, th I think that a, a lot of the people, they're just, they're just not willing to put in the effort or listen to what you're telling them. I seen that post that you made on LinkedIn the other day, and I'm sitting there like, yes, 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 this is the answer. But then so many people, they just won't listen to you. You'll tell them a thousand times. There's people messaging me in my messages. How did you do this, Zach? How did you get this way? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't need these companies' monies. I'm making money without them, whether I'm with the company or not. I'm making an absolute shit ton of money. I showed you the other day what I got going on, okay? It's crazy because I got a lot going on. And uh, if you're going to be one of those people who only have one stream of income coming from a company and you don't got any, any income coming in, you're going to be begging for them. And uh, at, at that point, uh, you need them. They don't need you. And the truth is, is that I don't need these companies. They need me. They need my talent. And if they want me, they're going to step into my domain and ask for my time, and they're going to pay for it. And they're going to do it in my terms. And when you get to the point where you could actually sit there and demand that and, and make those claims, I know a lot of people listening right now, they'll probably think, who is this guy? Who the hell does he think he is? Who am I? I'm a person that's making income on my own, regardless of whether your company offers me money or not. I'm going to be fine and I'm going to stay afloat and I'm going to continue to profit and, and grow without you and probably with more money than what you would be offering me anyway. Uh, but I mean, people like you are an exception to that rule. And you come along and you offer me something of value because I'm valuable and that's what you understand. 
I agree. I think I think any good leader, you know, and there'll probably be some people that think they're good leaders hollering and screaming that I'm about to say this, that they're not really good leaders. But anyways, I digress. I think any good leader recognizes talent and and identifies how to get that talent, you know, on certain projects, you know, maybe your company doesn't have the right fiscal budget, but what else can you offer? You know, can you, can you offer some really, really cool work, you know, cool projects that, that, you know, help someone just, you know, expand their creativity even more. I mean, like what, what else can you offer? I, I think, you know, you, we, we've hit on some really good things here of the, the income streams, now, of course, for anyone listening, you know, Zach and myself, we're in the U.S. where realistically, if, unless you've never tra- traveled outside the U.S., but if you know the world in general, we have a lot of opportunity here that, that you know, isn't necessarily available to everyone uh, around the world. You know, there's, there's a lot of other things that we won't dive into on this podcast. I will say, though, that there are options outside the U.S., for you to do what we're saying, right? There's a lot of things online. As long as you can connect to the internet, you can go on sites like Upwork or Fiverr or whatever and kind of post that you can do certain services for companies. Will you make billions of dollars? Probably not, but you know, at least it, you know, depending on where you live, that might be a lot of money to get a few thousand bucks via Fiverr or something every single month coming in. That might be a, a good amount of money for you in, in your uh, currency. But for US people, yeah, you hit you hit on a good point, Zach. Of a lot of people don't want to put in the work. I I I've literally had people on LinkedIn ask me questions. I gave them all the information, gave them literally a step by step. And a year later, they're in the same spot. They send me the same question, and I know that because I look in the feed. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard from this person in a year. And literally, the last thing they asked me and I answered was this exact same question. It's not easy to do what Zach's doing to do what I do. Like, like you may see it on social media and be like, Oh, well that I can do that too. It's not easy. It's a grind. You know, like it took Zach mentioned, it took over a year just to do the van, you know, just to get that set up. That's not including the work it took and to build those additional streams of income and, and manage that and learn how to do and all the that. skills and, and the skills. Yeah, the I mean, skills think about and, all the yeah. skills I had welding mechanics, carpentry, everything else. Those are that's years and years, an entire lifetime of building skills. And you're absolutely right. People are lazy. They don't want to put in the effort. Anybody can do what I'm doing. I don't care what position you are in life. I was born into a life of complete poverty and destitution in a working class family that had virtually no money or a dime to their name. Now, granted, I had very good parents who noticed my intellectual capability uh, and and the things I was curious in them in in different fields of sciences and, and you know mechanics and engineering concepts and they nurtured those things but they didn't have any resources to give me man they had nothing it was all up to me and and people don't realize that it's up to them it's up to you nobody's coming to save you you have to put in the work you have to put in the effort the things that I'm doing now took years uh, I planned to be where I'm at now over a decade ago. And that's like over a decade of going on and off to school, working, paying bills, doing the grind, suffering. Uh, There were nights where I was up till 3 a.m. working crappy, shitty jobs, making menial wages, absolutely hating my life. But the one thing I kept doing is I kept going. I kept researching. I kept listening. I kept thriving. And I never gave up. But I mean, everybody... 
I would say that it's it's not everybody is not intended for this. It takes a certain kind of person. You have one that one thing that I notice about you, Ken, is that you have the ability to delay gratification. You have the ability to see through a long term vision and pursue it. You have the ability to retain your confidence despite anyone doubting you or, or talking you down. I could already tell just through my interaction with you is that you're bulletproof. If somebody comes along and they smack the shit out of you and put you down psychologically, you're gonna you're just gonna get up and walk away and do it anyway. And and a lot of people they can't do that, man. I mean, I don't know what your personality type is, but I'm an e, I'm an ENTJ. So I was born for this and I'm a naturally born leader, just like you are. And I come, I come here not to fool around. I'm serious about this industry. I want to take over uh, me, you, Todd, NATO, and all these people, Wilson Batista. I plan on getting together a panel of people who I see as leaders in this industry, as visionary of the futures and putting them together and starting something big. I'm not going to stop until we're raking in millions and millions of dollars. And whatever it takes for us to succeed, if I got to work all day and all night on three hours of sleep uh, or work 100 hours a week, I don't care. I'm going to do it because I want to achieve the goal. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to work nine to five and they want to go out with their friends and they want to drink or whatever the hell they're doing or sit around and play video games all day. I don't got time for that shit, man. Plain and simple. You know? And I, yeah, I agree. You know, and and I think you touched on a, on a, on a few points there I, I do want to surface so one thing i'll say is that people that have grown up with adversity and typically speaking that's around you know poverty or not having ha having kind of lack you know in comparison to you know at least here in america the quote-unquote american dream of you know a house and a white picket fence and all you know all that stuff i didn't have any of that stuff i i I uh, literally not not even just figuratively of like oh I was hungry what I, I literally did not have a, much food growing up. There was weeks at a time where I had nothing to eat. There's a few times I I tried to eat tree bark or uh, grass. I saw I saw a cat, my cat eating grass. I was like, well let me let me eat that you know and see if that quenches my hunger. I didn't realize you know cats eat that to, to throw up or whatever. But um but you know you 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 go through things like that and and it and as you mentioned Zach you know when you were doing the grind to get where you are it sucks. I've worked some real, I mean, some really, I've worked some literally crappy jobs. I worked as a janitor and had to, people are just brutal sometimes on, on, you know, when, especially in certain jobs that you're working, people are just absolutely brutal. If you don't have money or, or at least perceived, you know, wealth uh, that, that uh, a lot of people, you know, see in the movies and stuff. If you don't have that people extremely are brutal to you, uh, especially as a young child. Now, that being said, all of that stuff conditions you and you either punk out and, you know, and kind of go to that lazier kind of nine to five. I don't, you know, oh, kids got little league, you know, all these things. Or it does the opposite effect to you and you're, you become unstoppable, you know, right? And that's, that's what Zach was, was getting at there, We're talking about kind of his background and how it took, you know, the, the grind and how he's going to do no matter what it takes, he's going to, you know, kind of get the, the the leaders of the industry together and, and you know, build some, some really cool stuff and, and take it to the next level. You, you either go one of two routes in life. You, you're either a punk or you're not. I mean, that, that, no, you know, no matter your background, there's, there's people that, 
I know that grew up with privilege, but still, you know, the father was an alcoholic and beat him every day, you know? So yeah, they, yeah. they had the, you know, they had the car, they had the Mercedes, they had the BMW, whatever, but that don't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that, that don't mean anything. You know, way, way back a long time ago, one of my, one of my horrible jobs was being actually a security guard. Right. And let me tell you a little story about wealthy privileged kids that grow up with everything and how hard they fail. And how they achieve nothing. And I'm going to tell you why. In this, when I had this security guard job way back when, uh, you know, paying bills and going through my way uh, through college and living the, ra the ramen noodle life, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it was for me, it was like brown rice and eggs every day, but hey, it was nutritious, right? Uh, so, um, there would be a lot of wealthy people in this gated community that I worked in as a security guard. And they knew what I had going on, and, and, and they knew what I was doing with my life and what I was pursuing, and I showed them all the fantastic things I was building and doing and stuff like that. And these wealthy people, they would look at me, and they'd be like, I wish my kids were like you. And I'm like, what? And this was just so strange to me because I'm sitting here thinking like their kids are probably up to something amazing because they're so wealthy and they could afford to do absolutely everything, but they weren't. They were handed so much stuff that they they had no drive to learn anything that 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 would make them of value in the market they had no drive to even learn how to change their own oil and they were pursuing degrees that weren't valuable at all period and the thing is, is that when you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth you become docile you become a person that takes things for granted you become a person that doesn't grow so I'm grateful that I was born with nothing because now I'm getting everything. And I, it, the suffering that I've experienced in my life and the trauma has given me the power to rise above most people and be recognized by people like you and other individuals who have been in the same situation. I grew up with a lot of friends just like you who didn't have shit to eat and food on their, on their table, man. And you know what I did with those friends? We got together with our suffering collectively and we helped each other and we formed networks of mutual aid and we became very skilled men who are not to be screwed with who are very serious and they're and they're here quite frankly to take shit over and that's what we're here for now i come to take shit over i come to make myself grow and expand my influence around to ensure that other people have opportunities too and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm obsessed with growth. I'm obsessed with efficiency. I'm obsessed with helping the other friends that I grew up with who are as efficient and as capable as me. And we're all striving and we're making tons of money and stuff is going to happen. And we're going to be leaders in industry soon. And that's that's the reality of life is that it's it's hard and it's not fair. And if you're weak, people will swallow you up and they'll spit you out and they'll exploit you and they'll take everything you have. So if there's any advice that I have for anybody is don't be weak. Just don't be weak. And that may sound like an asshole thing to say, but it's absolutely true. I work in the confines and the frames of reality. I don't work in fairy tales. I'm not going to sit here and tell people that the shit that I achieved was easy because it wasn't. It was hard. It was very hard. There are many times where I wanted to give up, but I didn't give up. And, the, you know, one last example that I want to, say before i end my rant here is that you know one time i had this ex-girlfriend and we were working really hard 
and I was working at an absolute shitty job, low wage at Taco Bell at the time, making absolutely no money. And it was so hard and so grueling, and the people there were so cruel. I came home in a rant saying, you know, screw this. I'm not doing this. I can't take this anymore. I can't live this way. And my ex looked at me and she goes, then kill yourself. Kill yourself. And I looked at her and I said, what? And she said, kill yourself. If you can't take this life, kill yourself. Because this is what it is. This is what you have to deal with. And, I, and, and no one is going to help you get to where you want to go. So you can either ascend over this reality you're living or give up and just kill yourself or become a drug addict or become depressed or whatever it is that people do who can't handle this. And then everything snapped into reality. This is how it is. This is what you have to deal with. This is the kind of life you're going to live for the rest of your life if you don't get up off your ass and do something about it. That was a huge wake-up call. That was a big, pivotal, life-changing moment in my life. As cruel as she was to say that, I loved her for it, if that makes any sense to you. No, it does. And I, I think, you know, the more you speak with people, you, you identify that many of them have a similar you know, maybe not the girlfriend saying, you know, please kill yourself, but, but, you know, they got kind of a similar story of, of there was a moment in life where they realized, well, I have to do this. And, and if I keep doing the same thing I'm doing right now, I'm going to have this life forever, but how can I make a change? You know? And I think that's for anyone listening, that's, that's a key. You know, if you're just as an example, right. A lot of people, I'm trying to get a cyber job. They've been trying to get a cybersecurity job for, you know, six months, whatever. If you're doing the exact same thing you were six months ago, it's obviously not working. Try something different. Maybe you've been applying to jobs and working on your resume. Okay, well, that obviously isn't working. So what can you do instead? You know, maybe Zach and I talked about earlier on, on this show of building up some different income streams. So maybe you can do consulting work. You know, maybe you can start selling your knowledge, you know, in a course or something. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways to, to do things, but you have to do something different. And I think, yeah, we, we all have kind of a, a breaking point in life where you, you make a decision of, am I going to accept this as my life or am I going to go to the next level and do whatever it takes to get there? And what you're going to find if you take the latter path of actually going to the next level is every time you go to the next level and keep going to the next level, it, it becomes the challenges become a lot bigger, a lot more difficult compared to that first challenge. But you know, I don't want to say it gets easier, but you just kind of get used to like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go through some, you know, BS, but you get, get you, you get ready. Can you get hardened is what you happen well, yeah, right now, right, right now in life, I have the confidence to where I feel like I'm some kind of fantasy character in a giant video game. And I'm, I'm climbing above mountains and there's bosses hovering down, looking at me and they're, and they're huge. And, and they are, impossible feats to overcome and there are people looking at me from behind going zach you're insane you can't defeat this you can't defeat this one and i just grab my sword and i look at them and i go watch me and i and i and i look at the the monster in front of me over to the next mountain and i say let's go i'm ready i'll cut you down too i'll cut down every single obstacle in my path i don't care what it takes the only thing that's going to stop me is death 
Nothing is going to stop me from getting what I want in this life. Nobody and nothing and no obstacle, no person, no company, no individual. I will survive like like a cockroach slithering and living off of scraps. You can't defeat me because people like us can. We came as cockroaches. That's how we started. We know how to survive. We know what it takes. You could take everything from us. We'll still survive. We'll come back and we'll take shit over. You could send us out to an island. You could isolate us. You could take everything every, everything away from us that you possibly could imagine. And we'll come back every, every single time and unless, unless you kill us. That's the only way to defeat people like us. That, that's the, literally the only way. It's impossible because I will refuse defeat. That's it. It's as simple as that. That's a mindset you have to have, period. That's it. Oh, absolutely. And, and mindset's the most critical thing, in my opinion. You can, you can go collect college degrees. You can go collect certifications. You can go collect, you know, even technical skills or soft skills. Or, you know, you can go collect all these buzzword uh, skills out there. But at the end of the day, you can have, in a, you can have 80 certs, 20 degrees, you can have the, you can be like the most skilled person in the world, but if you have the wrong mindset, you're, you're never going to reach a level of success that, that you're wanting because you're, you're doubting yourself. Even though you have all these credentials, all this stuff, you walk in the room and you're doubting yourself. Even, even if you have those credentials, Ken, so let's say you have a fancy degree and now you're earning $100,000 a year. First of all, $100,000 a year isn't a lot if you're trying to grow as much as, as people like us are. And second of all, what did you achieve? You achieved working for some, some chump, right? Who's who? And 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 also, you, your income is taxed. So hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot. And if that's the only income you have coming in, you could get fired and lose everything you have, right? So that dream, that whatever, whatever that person's dream was, is like I don't know, white picket fence, a fancy house, a wife and a, a, and a wife and kids. That isn't my dream. But if that's their dream. Well, they're in for a rude awakening the next time a catastrophe happens like COVID-19 they get fired and they lose everything, right? It's that simple. You getting an education and you getting this fancy job at this company is not the road to wealth. That's not how people get wealthy. The road to wealth is self-sufficiency and spreading out assets that earn you passive income. I'm not talking about portfolio income, which is like stocks, bonds, etc. I'm not talking about earned income which is you getting money from employers. I'm talking about passive income that is created through assets you own that provide people services. That is the key to wealth and maintaining it. And that is what you should be pursuing, not increasing the amount of money in your bank account, but increasing the amount of assets you own, which is called wealth. And that's the key. And people don't realize that. They think they're going to get that fancy job, and that's it. Life is good until they lose it, and now they're screwed, and they're back at square one begging for people for opportunities. And when you're in the position where you're begging people for opportunities, they will lowball you every single time. Anybody listening to this message, if you want my talent, you better pay for it, period. I'll say that again. You need to pay for it. If you're not willing to pay for it, then you're not going to get the talent you want. You're going to get people in your corporation who are going to screw you over and leave you vulnerable and don't understand what they're doing instead of somebody like me who is serious about this and understands what to do and how to do it. And another thing about people who are talented, people who are talented are not passive individuals. They're not silent individuals. 
They're not agreeable individuals. They're not necessarily maybe even nice individuals, but they get shit done and they know what they're doing. And you have to listen to people like that, people who sound like they know what they're talking about, people who are serious, people who are doing stuff. Listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. Am I making sense here or am I not making sense? Well, you're making sense to me. I don't know about the audience, but <laughs> I'm if, sure some if, of them if will. I, it'll make if sense. I'm not making sense to the audience, then they're in the wrong place right now. And I know that after this podcast, there's, all, there's probably going to be a lot of haters too. But you know what? I brush them off like they're nothing because I'm the one making money and I'm the one getting opportunities. I'm going to be offering people internships soon and jobs myself. So, you know, if someone comes to me hating, I'll say, hey, you want a job? How about that? You know, whatever. It don't matter. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. The good, the positive, the negative. I'm here. I'm here for all of it because it's all part of life. Right, Ken? It is all all part of life. You know, something else I just want to bring up about social media is there you'll for for anyone listening out there, you're going to see a lot of people posting a lot of things. You're going to see a lot of people posting things about, you know, this needs to change or that needs to change. What you need to understand is the vast majority of those people will never put in the effort to change things. They're just trying to get likes and shares and comments and get you to buy their course or their book or their program or, or coaching services or whatever the thing that they're trying to sell is going to be. But then there's another, you know, smaller group of people that when they post about something on social media, they actually execute and figure out a way to solve the problem. It's similar to like a, a corporate job, right? There's, there's people that will bitch and complain in a meeting. This needs to change. I need to change whatever. And then there's other people that will say, all right, well, how can we actually solve this problem? you know, for the company or for the team or, or whatever, how can we figure out a solution to this problem? And, and so there's those two types of people. You, the vast majority of people on social media will just complain about things and never solve them. But as Zach just mentioned, he's working to solve a problem, which is, hey, people can't find jobs. So rather than just get on board and say commenting for visibility and things like that, that don't work to get people jobs, Zach's working hard, grinding so he can be in a position to actually open up internships, to actually open up full-time jobs, actually train people up with the skills that they need, instead of just sitting on social media, putting a hundred posts out about how we need to, you know, companies need to give people more chances and stuff. Like, yeah. Let's actually solve the problem here instead of, yeah. and we have to solve it ourselves. We can't rely on established, you know, fortune, whatever companies, right? No. Some of them no, are doing good can't. efforts, yeah. not going to knock all of them, but like, yeah. let's be realistic. We have to take accountability sometimes for ourselves here. Let Let's also be realistic. A lot of these Fortune 500 companies aren't doing anything that's going to change anything on the scale that we're asking for. The, 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 the changes that we seek are done by small groups of very concentrate, concentrated uh, people uh, who are of a certain degree of intelligence and have a certain uh, capable skill set and personalities and characteristics about them that make changes, not Fortune 500 companies. Those companies are, are, are about, you know, the bottom line, the profit margin that people like me and you are about growth and change and revolution within our industry and creating a better and brighter humanity, et cetera. Change always begins with small amounts of people. And you're right. Don't be that person who's virtual signaling online. This needs to change. That needs to change, blah, blah, blah. Great. Everybody agrees. You know, they do. That's why you're posting it to get likes. How about instead of posting about it, you just do it. How about you just shut up and do it? Just do it. Just stop, stop bitching about it. Do it. Go do it. 
you have all these solutions. Start forming groups of people together to solve the issue. If you have a vision, find the people you need, solve the issue. Get it done. Stop bitching, stop complaining, stop posting. Get it done. Get it done. And, th and that's it. Just like the, the post you make are, it isn't like, you know, uh, I, I think you made a post the other day about people getting cyber jobs, right? And you offered solutions. You're not just bitching and complaining. You said, here's the solution. And how many people are going to listen to that? Like, I would say 0.2%. I, I, like, like you said, I have people messaging me, how do I get a cyber job? This guy the other day says, he probably, know who, he probably knows who he is too. I, I don't even care. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but he's going to know who he is after I say this. Messages me and says, how do I get a cyber job? And I said, well, if you take some time to talk with me, I'll tell you. Never made an appointment, never took the time or anything. I'm more than willing to tell people how to do this, but they don't want to listen. They just want it easy, like, you know, fill out hundreds of applications. Eventually, somebody will recognize me. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a saying. What did I read the other day um, on Instagram? I read um, this guy said, my boss drove in with a Lamborghini the other day. And I said, wow, nice car. And he said, that's right. It is a nice car. And if you work as hard as you can, I could buy a second one next year. <laughs> right? Because that's the mentality that a lot of people have. If they work as hard as they can for these companies, they're going to get somewhere. No. If you work hard and form groups of people and have your thing going, your own thing going on, that's when you get places. You working for these Fortune 500 companies is not the path to fulfilling your dreams. Uh, you know, there's a word for salary. Salary is what they give you to, to, to pacify your dreams so you could forget them. That's what a salary is. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right. I think I think something a lot of people don't understand on uh, on kind of the employee uh, company relationship is, in the vast majority of cases, whatever base salary you get, no matter how how nice it is, right? Let's just say it's you know two hundred thousand a year or three hundred thousand. Um, heck, let's just let's give you five hundred thousand as an example. So you're making five hundred thousand a year. Understand that that company expects a minimum. 10x from you to produce you know each year usually i mean if you're at a half million they're they're looking for like 20 30x on what they're paying you for you to produce for the company so you know an example is a uh, i actually knew this guy that worked in uh, cyber sales cybersecurity sales mm -hmm. and um he was making i think it was like 200 base 200,000 us base but he was expected to pull in 20 million in deals a year so he's literally killing himself literally you know high blood pressure all these things right all these health problems from doing that yeah uh, you know to bring in 20 million and i just imagine if he if he had worked him as a consultant himself had his own little thing on the side and closed those same deals you know even if he just took a 10 percent cut and maybe gave those deals to a company to work on and took 10 percent, i mean you'd have been chilling right two million bucks you know put that away or whatever so the, the point here, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot of wisdom in this episode and, you know, hope, you know, for the right people, they'll hear this and they'll say, okay, cool. You know, for the wrong people, they'll listen to this, you know, and they'll just move on with their life. And, you know, the, the, the good news is I've, I have encountered some people that have listened to, to wisdom in an episode, didn't understand it at the time, didn't resonate six months later, they listened to the episode again, like, oh man, that's revolutionary. You know, so it, everyone has their own time. So if it's not resonating with you right now, it's just not the right time for you. You've got some more development you need to do before you, before these messages will, will kind of get through 
free to be open to them. Um, but a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good advice. Any, any, any final thoughts or advice you want to share with people, Zach? And, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll ask them or we'll, we'll talk about how companies that are interested in, in, uh, snatching you up as far as with projects, how they can reach out to you and stuff. Uh, how people could reach out to me right now is the best way to reach out to me is, uh, my LinkedIn. Um, I would say so, or reach out to me through Ken. Uh, is also a good way. I'm going to be expanding uh, the company that I'm, uh, you know, I've already created, but I'm kind of spreading the foundation of it. I'm going to be creating a website and everything else soon. Uh, and my company is definitely going to be utilizing latest and greatest social media, which I, I think a lot of companies, they fail to be involved in things like TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. And that's, that's an absolute failure because uh, my generation of people are on those platforms uh, and that's how you reach them. So you could look forward to me being on all those platforms soon eventually. And the name of the company that I created is called Cyber Defense Ser Services. It's very self-explanatory. I offer you cyber defense services and, and that's it. The name says it all. And yeah, if you wanna reach me, reach me through LinkedIn. I'm sure Ken will put the uh, link in the podcast or, or the video or whatever we got recorded here. And feel free to reach out to me, talk to me, make an appointment with me. I'm more than happy to chat with people and make new business connections. But please keep in mind that if you do contact with uh, me, please um, be prepared to offer something of value. I don't have time to sit around and, and BS with people for no reason. Uh, you could come to me seeking advice as well. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, but definitely don't waste my time because wasting my time is the absolute highest crime you could commit upon me at this point, because time is money. And uh, my time is worth a lot right now. I agree. Yeah. And I think for, for those out there that are seeking uh, things like career advice, uh, you know, I stopped doing phone calls with people simply because so many people would, would fill up my calendar and then not show up. So to, to what Zach just said, Please be respectful of time. We all have a lot going on. And yes, you may have an emergency or something. Most of us, you know, if you've got a call scheduled and I had an emergency, cool. Uh, I had one individual that like they were, they were moving or something. That's not an emergency. You knew six months or a year or what, you know, you, you knew months in advance you were going to move type of thing. Um, so don't be like that person. Don't be like people like that. If there's an emergency, you know, most of us one time, but if you keep having emergencies, it's like, wait a minute, you know. It's kind of like if you're in school and you're like, yeah, my dog ate my homework or, or, or you're trying to get out of class and you're like, grandma died. And then next time grandma died. And the next time it's like, how many grandmas do you have? Right? Like, come on. So just be respectful of people's time. There's a lot of stuff that people ask me in particular. I don't know about you, Zach, but there's a lot of stuff people ask me in particular that can be found on Google. So do some Google searching first. Then if you can't find it there, then ask the questions. Most of the stuff you've asked already, there's there's resources out there for it. There's there's you know blogs, etc. Um, you know, again, just going back to the time thing, be very respectful of people's time. Uh, we all have a lot going on. Exactly. Over and out with that. Yeah. I think I said all that's needed to be said, and I think everything we said was well said. And if it doesn't get through people's heads, and they ask me to elaborate further on it, then they're just either asking for trouble or uh they're playing games or they just don't get it either way i don't care 
I'm going to keep doing my own thing regardless of what other people are doing and I'm going to keep succeeding. And uh, people could sit back and watch me or they could be part of it. And that's it. It is what it is. And what it'll be, it'll be. Absolutely. And so for everyone, you know, Zach, Zach mentioned, uh, follow him on LinkedIn, connect with him there. And also I would suggest following him because he continues to post really awesome pictures as he travels the country in his hacker van. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of a free way to take a mini vacation just by following Zach on uh, social media. So uh, I will, uh, I'll, I'll post a link to his social and everything to connect to him with this episode. Uh, so just connect with him. And again, if you're a company out there, be prepared to invest but you're investing in the right person to, uh, to be able to work with Zach on different projects. So that's it for now. We'll see everyone in the next episode.